Hey guys, it's David Barnett. The financial forecasting and business plan writing program is now complete. It's something I've been working on since just after February. So it ended up being a 13 week program. And it was something that was new for me because I actually invited people from the audience to come and join me as I built the program. So every week I release new videos to a group of participants that were following along as it was being created. And I used their feedback to either add things or in a couple of cases, completely re-record the videos when it was obvious that the same questions were coming up from everyone. So I redid the videos in order to address those specific topics. So for those of you who aren't current, the whole idea was teaching people how to build a financial forecast or model a business through numbers on Excel and then use that forecast in a couple of different ways. Number one, model out whether or not the business was actually a viable one or not. Number two, use that information to create a business plan to go and seek financing, either to finance a business startup or to finance the acquisition of a business. And number three, how we can use financial forecast modeling when we're buying a business to actually drive due diligence and help uncover problems that we may not be able to perceive when we're just examining the information given by the seller. So let me give you a quick tour of everything that's been put together for the program so you can decide if this is something that uh, would be helpful for you. So let me share my screen. And we'll start off here at the Gumroad page. So when you guys go to gumroad.com or you click on the link down below that will lead you to the program, uh, I've also got a URL for this, bizplanschool.com. Um, this is what you're going to see. So you're going to see the intro video, which is going to be this video you're watching. Um, but then it's going to have ratings. I see two people have already rated it. They've both given it a five-star rating. Um, a brief description of the program. And then I give the course outline. So this has been edited since the finish of the course. So it's actually matches what is covered in the program. And the first thing I want to just touch on is who's this for and who is this not for. So if you're a Wall Street business type, analyzing public companies or anything like that. This is not for you. This is for small main street businesses for people who are either going to start or buy an existing business. And I put a number there, gross profit under 2 million, because uh, really it depends on what you're selling in your business. So you could have a heating oil delivery pro, uh, company, for example, which could do 20 million in sales, but their cost of the oil could be 97% of sales. So that could still be a very small business even though the top line revenue is quite large. So that's why I pin it to gross profit. Um, so in the week one, we talk about startups, we talk about buying a business, we talk about canvas business modeling or the SWOT analysis, and we start getting right into sales forecasts. Now, it, it's, diff, it's difficult to create one program about how you do a sales forecast. So what I did in this program is I created five different sample companies and each sample company is a little bit different one from the next. And so there are three of them were startups and two of them were business acquisitions. And all five of the companies have different aspects about them that we're able to learn from. So for example, in the sales forecasts, in one sample company, it's a retail business that we're buying, an existing one. So we're able to use the past sales data to make a sales forecast for that business. In another business, it's a very sales intensive lead generation, lead uh, driven sales model. So we actually look at 
uh, forecasting the leads and we look at conversion rates and what the conversion rates mean for sales. And then in that particular business, we have deposits and we have balances paid on delivery. So I have to show you guys how we figure all that out because you could make a sale for $10,000 in one week, but if you only collect 2000 upfront and the balance is due on delivery and it takes you three months to deliver, then obviously from a cash flow forecasting point of view, we have to manage the deposits and the balances, et cetera, differently so that people can see if they're going to run out of cash over the course of their business. So we do the sales forecasting and then in week number two, we do direct expenses. So what does it cost us to make or provide the services that we're selling? These are our direct expenses. And we also get into the topic of uh, labor and scheduling in week number three, and then the overhead expenses. Week number three was a big week. Um, week number four is financing activities. So what loans, leases, et cetera, are we going to put into place? And these are treated differently. And I show you in the diff five different sample companies, some of them take loans, some of them take leases, some of them use credit cards to finance their activity. Um, and so what's great about the five different sample companies is it allowed me to really show you how things can be different in one model or another. Um, a lot of the times you get people providing cash flow forecasting templates for Excel, for example. And what the challenge I've always found with those is that if every business is kind of unique, how do you make it all fit into one standard template? And I don't think you can. And that's why in this program, I'm teaching you guys from scratch. So once I'm finished going through this overview, I'm going to show you one of the finished models and then you can see it. So then we have to use our cash flow forecast to create um, an income statement because they're very different. They're not the same thing. If you make sales um, and you're selling goods for $10,000 each and you make a sale in December and you only collect part of that money in February, the sale was made in December. So that's going to be on your income statement, but the balance that's due is not going to be collected in that year. So money coming and going is not the same as profits and losses. And so we have to create an income statement and we have to manage our bank balance. We have to reconcile that so that we don't run out of money, right? Um, then we get into the very complex topic of sales taxes. Sales taxes are important because they definitely affect your cash flow. And we talk about the many different kinds of sales tax regimes that exist in different places. And some of you actually may have to deal with more than one sales tax regime at the same time. So I show you examples of European and Canadian style value added tax regimens. I show you examples of sort of older models, uh, sales taxes on goods only. And we show where the, the sales taxes paid by companies become input tax credits and credited towards what's collected from customers. And I show you how all the different models work so that you know what questions to ask and what research to do in your local area to make sure that you set up the sales taxes properly because you could end up with the sales tax for three months on things that you sell in your bank account before you have to remit it to a government, for example. And so sales taxes can have a huge impact on cash flow, even though it may not impact the income statement unless certain things um, your business has to pay sales tax on, then it will, right? And so we need to understand exactly what is and isn't taxable and how we calculate the movement of money where we live. So this is, was a big section. Um, then we get into expanding our model out to three years from the one year that we start with. We start calculating depreciation, paying income taxes, creating the balance sheets, 
and the opening and forecast balance sheets. These are critical for financing and very few people talk about balance sheets um, on the interwebs when they're talking about business planning. They all tend to focus on the income statement or the P&L, but the balance sheet is where the banker spends his time. So we spend a lot of time there too. Um, then we start dividing the forecast into years. We change. Um, then we have to go back and we change some of the business models because this is one of the key things about financial forecasting and business planning is will this business work? And what we find is that some of the businesses that we start with as, as samples seem to make sense. But when we start to model them out, we, re we realize that there are significant problems with some of these businesses. So then we have to go back and change our businesses so that they will work. So it's a, a case in point of demonstrating how the modeling technique can help someone avoid making a mistake by getting off on the wrong start, you know, with the wrong kind of model. Um, we then talk about equity financing. We talk about financing operating losses, so overdrafts and lines of credit. Um, how do we present our sources of equity if we have different people participating in the business, helping us get going? Um, then we get into the business plan template, and I show you an example of an epoxy flooring business plan that I did for someone else. Um, we start formatting the spreadsheets to make them look nicer. And then in week 11, we put together a business plan for a new business. And in week number 12, we put together a business plan for a business purchase which also includes, of course, normalizing historical financials. So this is the program. And these business plans, um, if you've ever seen a business plan that was thick like a book, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about using the actual business plan model that I've used hundreds of times to actually help people in small business get financing, whether a loan or a lease. So it's practical, it's usable, it makes sense, and it's easy for an investor or a banker to digest the information. So let's go over to Excel because this is one of the sample spreadsheets that, uh, that we built, one of five. So as you can see in here, um, we've got an opening bank balance, we have all the sales volume, and we have average ticket. So why was it done this way? Well, because we wanted to show over time that we may be changing menu pricing. So there's a couple of different aspects at play. There's a change in sales volume and there's a change in ticket price, right? We want to be able to easily adjust that um, based on the information we learned from the model. We then have our sales of the different units and our total sales, what's taxable, what's not taxable, what's the sales tax that we collect, total receipts, then we have our cost of goods sold, capital expenditures, um, labor, um, we have our overhead expenses. You'll notice some of them have T's on them representing what's taxable and what's not. Again, sales tax has a huge impact on cash flow for many small businesses. And it can be really important depending on where you are. So then we have our overhead expenses. And then we get our closing bank balance. And then as you can see, we then created an income statement from the information in the cash flow forecast. The income statement says something very different. So for example, this business started with an opening bank balance of $25,000. They finished with a closing bank balance of $97.97, but they had a net profit of $37.15. Completely different numbers. Okay, And this is why you need to understand the difference between a cash flow forecast and an income statement and how you create one from the other because they, they tell different things. You pay taxes based on your income statement you open or close your doors based on cash flow. Okay. And then we get into the actual loan calculations 
And in this case, there's a building supply company credit card and an equipment loan. Over here on the next page, we have our depreciation tables, which we need in order to figure out depreciation expense for the income statement. But we also need that for our balance sheets. So here we have an opening and then three years of forecast balance sheets. We have our debt to equity ratio, which is something that's discussed through the program, because this is one of the key things that bankers look at. And then we have our funding program, which has to do with the presentation that we're going to make to investors or lenders. You see over here, we have work schedules. So we actually have to plot out how many hours are we going to have during the week? How many people are we going to have on staff at different times of the week, et cetera, in order to create our labor expenses. And then during the startup period, in this particular example, we had to, we had to figure out how many hours of labor the owner would offset by working the front lines themselves, the so-called sweat equity, right? And what kind of salary would that person be able to take out in order to pay their bills at home when they're starting a business, which may not be cash flowing positive in the beginning. So then we get into the startup equipment. So what equipment needs to be purchased and um, what amount of all those different pieces of equipment are we able to finance? And yeah, so that, I mean, this is, this is how complex it gets. So it's a huge spreadsheet and there are five of them. And as we go through the program, I'm going to switch over here, hit out of preview mode to show you the backside of this. This is what it looks like from my point of view. So what is included in the program? Well, right here, you have the program course outline and the outline actually has uh, the descriptions of all the different sample companies. It's got all the different you know, sort of weekly outlines as well as links to YouTube videos because in some cases, not only do I produce the videos that you see in the Gumroad course, but I link to other videos I found online which support some of the concepts and, and uh, topics that I'm talking about in the program. So it's like extra material. Those are all in the course outline. And so then the videos are numbered. So video number one, two, um, and then number two is an Excel document. See Patty's Pizza Week One. And because it's numbered number two, it goes with video two. So it's easy to keep track of what goes with what. Video number three is another business called Mario's Machines. This is the video. And then here's the Excel spreadsheet that goes with it. So at every step through the program, what's happening is I'm teaching you guys through a video, but then the work I did on that one video that is saved as an Excel spreadsheet. So you can open it up and play with it. For many of you, you may not be very well versed in Excel. So I do some supplementary lessons on how to use Excel spreadsheets, how to create formulas, et cetera. And you can open up the Excel spreadsheets and play with that and learn how to use it by using the examples that I've given you. So nothing's hidden away. Nothing's kept secret. It's all open for you guys to play with. If you want to build a sample company of your own, you can just simply cut and paste or you can rewrite, overwrite and change things, et cetera. It's, it's, this is for you to learn. So then we get uh, at the end of, so there's Mario's Machines, Randy's Retail, Sally's Seasonal Canoe Rental, and Larry's Landscaping. Those are the five companies. At the end of it, you see there's seven videos and seven Excel spreadsheets for week number one. At the end of it, it says week one audio, and this is a zip file. So what I did is I ripped the audio off of all the videos and I put them together in a zipped folder because what some people were telling me when they were taking the course is that they liked to listen to me talk about what I was doing 
while they were jogging, exercising, driving the car, et cetera. And then when they got home, they then went and played with the Excel spreadsheets. So if that's the way that you learn best, you can do that. You can just download the zip file and you'll have all the audios in one folder. It'll make it easy for you, um, you know, if you put them onto your phone, for example, to listen to them. Uh, and then video number eight is in week number two. And then as we get further down into the business plan ones, et cetera, the number of videos in each week starts to diminish. It starts to get smaller and smaller. So um, at the end, once we're done the, the big spreadsheets, then I only take a couple companies through to the final last couple of stages. But overall, hmm, there's uh, 59 videos. So there's a lot of content here. Uh, the people that went through the program, they had to set aside time every week and it went over 13 weeks. And so it really is sort of a college course in how to build these cash flow forecasts and then use that information to create a business plan. And it's very exhaustive. Uh, the feedback that I've gotten from everyone really who signed up has been that they've learned a ton from going through this program. And I know that you will too. And it, it fits really well into the, um, it fits really well into the overall scheme of my different products because I've got uh, products on local investing. I've got products on how to buy a business, online courses. I've got uh, the adventure group, I've, which coaches people on how to buy businesses and find them. I've got the sell a business online courses and all of the programs associated with that. And the one piece that was kind of missing was how do you sit down and actually figure out all this, all these numbers to make sure that, it makes sense and it flows and, and everything works. So just to wrap up this video, I'm gonna show you one of the business plans. So this is the buy a business, an existing business business plan. And so it's got a very brief little cover page. I'm gonna back out here so you can see it a little bit better. And then on page two, we have a description of the business, the funding program. So we highlight the description of the purchase, what we're doing, what we need as far as financing, and this is written for a banker, um, what we need, what the history of the business is, the SWOT analysis. We talk about the management and advisors for the buyer of the business. Um, we then get into the marketing plan, what we're going to do to market the business. We talk about the business environment, licensing, regulation, all that kind of stuff that this business is going to require or that we're going to have to do to carry on this business. And then we start to get into some numbers. So we have a normalization table where we normalize past financials and show um, what the normalized performance of the business was. And that then be, can become the basis of what we're projecting we're going to do. And then I've got a six-year historical and forecast income statements to show the lender, here's where the business has been, and here's where I, I'm planning to take it given the financial forecast that I'm presenting to you today. So that someone can see that it flows from past performance into the future in a very reasonable way. Then we actually, I put the income statements. So there's three years of income statements here. Oh, sorry guys, I forgot to share again. Sorry, let me back up. So there's the cover page. Here's the description. Here's the funding program. Here's the SWOT analysis, the management stuff, uh, the marketing plan. Here's the normalization. Here's the historical and forecast. We have three years of income statements and then we get into the cash flow forecast. So the cash flow forecast for each year ended up being broken on two pages because there was so much information there. And so year one, year two, year three, 
And then we have our balance sheet um, opening and, and forecast and a discussion about the debt to equity ratios. And then a list here of what would be included normally in the appendices to the business plan. So as you can see, it's not overwhelming. I mean, this is 16 pages. With the appendices, it could stretch to 30 or 40 pages, but that's stuff like resume, photographs, employee work schedules, marketing samples, et cetera. So it's not that you have to write 10 pages of content. It's just other things that you will have worked on if you were doing this transaction in order to, to make a, a coherent presentation to someone so they can actually visualize what it is that you're planning on doing and how you're going to run the business and to see that you're capable and to see that you've put thought into it and you understand where you're headed and what you're going to do. So that's the, that's the program. And, um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to find a better value for the price. If you have trouble sitting down and understanding what's going to be happening in a business, given a set of assumptions about what the sales and expenses are going to be, and you're worried that at a certain point you might run out of money, you need to sit down and create a financial forecast, uh, a cash flow forecast. And this program is going to teach you how to do it. And with that, if you have any questions, please reach out. Uh, you can always find me at dbarnett at alpatlantic.com. Um, and the contact information, of course, is always at the blog site, davidcbarnett.com. And with that, we'll see you later. And thank you very much.